This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, yes, it is podcast time. Jerry Recco went home ill today, so Eddie Scazzeri joins me. Good morning, Ed. Hello, podcast people. Oh, yeah. I know sometimes you go through the uh, podcast that Jerry and I do and you look for uh, fun drops and things. Did you hear Whimsy bit my face? Uh, I did. Yeah. Was that alarming to you when you heard my uh, greyhound dog, who I uh, smush on the face all the time, and I, I kiss up on her, and I'm always like, uh, blanketing her mm-hmm. and hugging her. Yeah. The one day I brought her in, I wiped her feet, which I've touched her feet before plenty right. of times, no issue. I wiped her front paws. I leaned over the top of her to dry her back paw, mm-hmm. and she turned up and boom, right in the lip. Yeah, well, it could be that her back foot had like a little pebble in it or something. It was hurt. You never know. Yeah. And that that's, you know, they are... At the end of the day, animals. Exactly. And you can, as are we, but you you can't always predict what they're going to do. I feel like a lot of people can predict what they're going to do. Like, yeah. I, there's a lot of people whose dogs don't bite them. Yes, but not like 100% of the time. Like, every behavior, you exactly know what's going to happen. I feel, I feel like with a puppy, like, if you raise a dog from a puppy, mm-hmm. it's not going to bite you. Yeah, it would have to be some some extraordinary circumstances. But I will tell you this, when uh, I'm walking Raymond, and he is very excitable, and he likes to pretend like he's a tough guy when he sees other dogs, um, especially early in the walk before he's tired. And when I, I short chain him, but he still, he leaps and he pirouettes, and I have to constantly like rotate my arm to not get the leash tangled up. And there are times... Because he likes to bite his leash. Like, I don't know if he thinks that's going to somehow give him control. Yeah, he's going to break free. Or break free or something. And there are some times when he's got me on the fingers. I mean, that wasn't his intent yeah. to do that. But, uh, yeah, it, it does happen. And I, if you try to break up a, a like a real fight between dogs, you could definitely get bit for sure. So you just you never know. But it's weird how they go into animal mode, and you can oh, yeah. see it in their eyes. Yes, there is a change that comes upon them when they're dealing with whatever has captured their attention, as opposed to when they're 
dealing with you and their usual, as they say, puppy dog eyes. Yeah. Yeah, it was very alarming. Yeah, it is. But um, again, it's not something that I'm sure, like you said in the podcast, she was remorseful. She was, yeah. Um, you know, but uh, it, it it happens. Which is also an interesting emotion that you can get from a dog. Yes. Remorse. Right. And we might be anthropomorphizing a bit, but I I, I feel it's a real thing. I do too. Mm-hmm. But she'll do that too, like the dogs, like if they're... Like, she's decided she no longer can go down the stairs at Gina's house mm-hmm. for whatever reason, so I have to carry her down. But at my house, she goes down the stairs. I have a landing, though, in between. And are the uh, her her steps are not open back, right? No. Right. And she's gone up and down them for three years. Yeah. But when she decides she's not going to go down them, she looks remorseful and sad and like she's done something wrong. Yeah. Well, and then I pick I, her up and she's just like dead weight, like, oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. <laughs> right, you're yeah. you're walking a dog around yeah. that you're picking up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these dogs are crazy. But I noticed when I, when I because I was also uh, a cat owner. Oh, you were. Um, yeah, before we had we started raising pups for the seeing eye, we had cats, and when we had our first uh, few seeing eye uh, dogs, we had four cats. Uh, so you have four cats in your home, and you decide. What we should do is train yes. seeing-eye dogs. Yeah, exactly. But actually, that's very good for a seeing-eye pup to be exposed to that because a blind person may have a cat or may be married to someone with a cat or something like that. Or you just don't want them being distracted by cats. Correct, correct. Exactly right. So that was a great thing for them. And also, since they were the pup coming in, the cats were in control. Raymond... Now, if I brought a cat in, I would fear for the cat's life. <laughs> um, I think Raymond is for sure a dog that would have to be introduced at a very young age. Yeah. Uh, because now it's just they're another prey animal, like a squirrel or a bird or anything else, and he would go after them. But I feel uh, like a cat could defend itself against uh, a dog. To a point. To a point. Like with those claws? <laughs> like if it had its claws. Like if you brought Ray- a cat in that mm-hmm. was declawed, no shot. Yes, well, it would have, and the cat would have to get him early and like right on the nose or on the face or something, and then he would be like, "Oh, okay." Um, it, it, it's possible, you know, but it would take work, and I would never a hundred percent trust just because I know, you know, those the terriers—they're hunters, they're hunter killers. That's what they were bred to do, so that's what they do. I feel like like my dog is uh, killed a squirrel once. Mm-hmm. And she has that in her if she wants to. Sure. But I still feel like on the street, a street fight, cat versus my dog, my dog's losing. Mm. Well, because also the, you're going to have, well, are you holding the leash at the time? Yeah, holding the leash. Yeah, then that's going to be not a big fair. disadvantage for the dog. Well, I, I do think if my dog ever got into a fight with a cat, oh, I would let go of the leash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to give it or make it a fair fight. Well, I, I would say I wouldn't want the cat to die. So I would... Um, and of course, Cooper and Quail—they're they're labs. They're not gonna—they're not gonna kill a cat. Um, but Raymond, yeah, he—he he might. So I'd be afraid. I have a different a few things where I feel like I would drop the leash. One, a dog fight. Yes, and for I sure. and 100%. I don't want any weird disadvantage. Two, I'm being attacked, and I want her to either attack or get away so she doesn't get beat yeah. up as well. Mm-hmm. 
or she could run and get help like Lassie would do. Yes, correct. Which I don't know if she would do or not. Say so you drop the leash and she runs to the chicken bone you passed. Right, two miles exactly. Back. I'll be great. This is when I need you to run to the police and let them know and then run back so they follow you back where the trouble is. Mm-hmm. By that point, I'd be laid out on a sidewalk yeah, somewhere. Yeah, be over. Yeah, but I, yeah, I noticed that like uh, the dogs are more, like when they're on a leash, it's uh, a, a more restrictive thing for them and they know it. Yes. They know they're they're at a disadvantage. And also, a, a dog reactions to each other um, on leash is always worse than, if it's going to be, if there's going to be an issue. Yeah. It, like, dogs off leash, it's going to rarely devolve into a real fight. Off leash, they, they in the yard or whatever they run around or in a dog park, they figure that hierarchy stuff out pretty quick, usually within about... 30 seconds it's like they both growl maybe there's a nip or two and then it's over it's like okay you're the boss exactly and then let's play and that's always better uh interactions always better off leash yeah this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Changing of topics sure. here. You're a books on tape kind of guy. Yes, very much so. Very much so. And I know Jerry uh, says that's not reading and he poo-poos it or not poo-poos it. He says it's not the same. And and you know what? I agree with him. That it's not, you're not reading the book, but you're consuming you're, the Correct. You're material. getting the story, the same thing. And of course I can read and all that you stuff. You can, yep. Um, but I, especially with, especially with older works um, where some of the, you know, idioms or usage of language are different, or if there's a lot of character names that are maybe foreign names, to have an actor, a voice actor, pronounce it for you and understand the inflections or any little, you know, humor that has to be delivered, which you may not get from reading, especially the first time. Yeah. Uh, I do find, Jerry is correct, it is it is easier. 
and it is quote it's not reading obviously but it is easier to consume it when you have a voice actor who knows the material than just reading it yourself I, I when i first heard jerry say that i was like no that's not right and then i was reading something uh over the holiday one of uh, dickens other christmas stories other than a christmas carol which everyone knows but he wrote many other Christmas stories, four other longer form. And uh, I was like, yeah, this is thick. It was this tough is... to get through, like as far uh, as the well, language? It was, it, yeah, it was just, I, I hadn't really tried to read a story. I read like articles about, you know, uh, whatever, deep dive on Wikipedia and reading facts about this or that. That's different. Um, but ha- trying to read a story, especially one that was written, you know, whatever, 80 years ago, um, it was more difficult than I thought it would be. And that's when I was like, you know what, Jerry's 100% right. It's not reading, and it is it is an easier way out. But, but if, you, if you were in a casual conversation with somebody, let's say there was, um, let's say, uh, what is the book you're reading right now? Uh, it is uh, something called uh, The Murderbot Diaries. The Murderbot Diaries. Let's yes. say you get through that. Yes. And there's a conversation, and uh, Boomer and Geo are talking. I go, hey, have you read this Murderbot Diaries? And Boomer's like, oh, it's really awesome, Geo. Mm-hmm. You'd love it. And Geo goes, yeah, I have read it, actually. It was really good. Eddie, have you read that? What would you say? Like, I, I might offer, well, I say, I listen to, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a book on tape, and I'm listening. But, like, if someone says, you know, have you read it, and it doesn't necessarily, like, the situation isn't right or to bring up. Yeah, it's quick. They're going quick. Yeah, I, I think it's okay to say you've yes, read it. I agree with that. Uh, I don't think you're trying to pull a fast one. You're right, just you're, trying to... you're just adding, you're not adding details that are unnecessary. Correct. Because you could have a conversation about the book because mm-hmm. you've consumed it. Correct. And But now that uh, I, uh, I've i sort of tried to, and it's been a while since I've actually tried to read something, and especially something older like that uh, with the language is a little different. Uh, it, it's definitely easier to consume it as an audiobook for sure. Uh, Spotify just started uh, maybe a month or two ago with their premium service, which I have, mm-hmm. which you where you don't get commercials. They have some books on tape. Mm. They don't have it, new releases really. They have some new releases on tape that's part of your subscription. Other things, if you want to pay extra to get a new book, but they have a bunch of classic books on there. Um, not just old, old books, but, you know, classic books from three years ago. You and know, you don't th- have to pay extra. You don't have to pay extra. So uh, a couple times I've tried it out. I have such a hard time focusing on a book. Just like I have a hard time focusing on play-by-play of a game, but I don't have a hard time focusing on a conversation in a podcast or on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that is. Well, mm-hmm. well it's... Now you... I, I was going to say you're not following a story, but I'm sure on podcasts, it's they're telling stories. Yeah. But then again, there's two people, and the other person is saying, well, what was that? Explain yeah. that to me. So it's not like characters and plots that you have to follow for hours. Yeah. Because you know, some audiobooks, a lot of them are over 10 hours long. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, and, when they used to come out on, uh, on tape or on CD, and you'd mm-hmm. see this big box set, and it yeah, was a yeah. book. Yes. But, you know, that's like the when I listen to the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy and I always listen to The Hobbit before that, 
That's 66 hours <laughs> of material. That's ponderous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's you have to sort of how I eased into it. Uh, I only I, at first I would only listen to books that I had already read, and then I started listening to things that I hadn't read, and that seemed to help me um, get into the habit of of listening and follow. And then Jerry tells you all the time when. He used to see me, or if he does see me driving, like especially in a story, I used to, and like he'd be trying to wave, and I'd be zoned. I am very intent on listening. Yeah. Do you but find it, yourself where losing track sometimes and going, "What? Oh man, yes. I, I was like but, daydreaming or thinking about something I had to do today." Right. I, I yes, of course, because uh, if there's um, like I'm driving up the parkway and oh crap, the exit to Route, what is it, twenty two? That yeah. we take, it's closed. I have to go up. 100% I'm going to, because I have to now think and where, you know, cause it's not my usual pattern. And But on my Honda and probably many other cars, there's a little back 30 seconds button. So if I find my mind drifting, if I'll just peripherally see something and it'll trigger something else in my brain, I'll just, then I'll go back and yeah. listen. Um, which again, that is another thing that is easier to do listening than when you're actually reading. You're not having to flip back pages and right. pick up where you lost your train right. Of but a, a similar thing does happen when you're reading. People always say, "Oh, I had to go back and read that page three times. Yes. I was thinking about right. what I have to do at work tomorrow." Or something. Sometimes a word or a phrase or a situation in the story will trigger something. In your mind that, oh, that relates to your life or what have you. Yeah. What about for, uh, like, play-by-play on the radio? Uh, if I am in, if the game is, like, if I'm really into the game and intent on, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? It's not a problem. If it's just on, because, oh, you know, I'm driving up uh, back from Maryland, up 95, uh, coming back from visiting my sister-in-law. I'll be listening, but it's there, and it's like you know, and the announce. And I've been in radio long enough, and probably even uh, radio listeners who listen to play by play all the time, you can kind of tell when you know the announcers get more jacked up, and you kind of focus in. Um, so, but uh, for a lot of time, it's there in the background. Then I'll be like, then focus in when I hear the the pitch of the announcer's, you know, voice go up or what have you. Yeah, I have a hard time with play-by-play, especially you know maybe in football if it's the last two minutes of the game, I can that I can mm-hmm. focus in on. But if I just put on like a, let's say like this weekend Texans Ravens, if if I'm in the car when that game's getting started, I, I will put it on, but I will have no idea what. Like I will not be paying. My mind will wander. Yeah, I, yeah, it's not. If I want to pay attention, uh, it's fine. I I will, and it'll be okay. But. Other times, if it's just sort of oh, it's nice to fun to have a, you know, a baseball play by play on the on the radio yeah. in the summertime. You're driving somewhere, that, that that's fine. It's almost just like a, having a song on. Yeah, and it's funny. Like I could put like sports talk radio on, and not have to concentrate on it. Like mm-hmm. it's a great thing to have on in the background that you hear some. You, you sometimes your mind wanders. Sometimes you take a phone call, but I would never do that with a podcast. I feel like with a podcast. I have to f- be focused on it. Mm-hmm. And I also think, too, because a podcast or a book is 
following a, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a there's a finite amount of time mm-hmm. in the conversation, where with the way radio is, because people are dipping in and out, it's it's a, a free flowing conversation that you can dip in and out of and not right. feel like what are these guys talking about? Right. I what did I miss? And yeah. Because like, one caller is telling a story and then another caller has a different story. So it yeah. doesn't matter as much. Yeah, and it, right, and it's also not going to be something you're going to solve. So it's like with the coaching situation in the NFL right now, mm-hmm. without anything happening, there can be constant talk about Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh, but there's no solution anyway. Where if you were listening to a podcast, it might be about something that has a solution right. that you're getting to. Well, right, correct. Now, this came up on Rogan's podcast. I don't know who he was talking to, but they were talking about books on tape. And they said, would it be better if, because normally it's just one person reads the book, mm-hmm. right? If there was a female voice for female uh, and different voices for different characters, would that be better or not? Uh, I've listened to both types. There are, oh, they have some like There that? are dramatizations. Yeah, yeah. Which sometimes, some things are written just for that. So it's an audio book, but it's, you know, not like a book book. And it's more like a radio play or uh, then they'll or they'll take a book and they'll have a dramatic uh, whatever that word, a dramatic reading. Yes. But it'll have multiple characters and sometimes it'll even have sound effects and this. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yes. So that does that does exist. Uh, Almost always those are slightly abridged. So it's not the full text. And if it's a book. They may actually, you know, change some things more substantially. I mean, the essence is still the same. For me, I prefer just a straight read. And if you have a good voice actor, he does the different voices and it's, you know, you don't even notice it. But he wouldn't do like if if it was a man reading, he wouldn't be like, a, and then Mary responded, what are you doing? Well, they no, they not that bad. But there are def for sure. They a hundred percent do their version of a female voice, really, or, or a female uh, 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 actor would do the male voice. It happens all the time. Another thing I hear a lot of people saying is, for an autobiography, mm-hmm. they don't like if somebody else reads the book other than the person who wrote it, or even if it's not an auto for nonfiction. So a nonfiction book, they like the person who wrote it to read it. And if it's someone like I've listened to, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name, the the uh, the big atheist, uh, one of the big atheist talkers, who's uh, Richard Dawkins, something I forget. I'm I'm blanking on the name. He's a British guy, and I've listened to his uh, uh, some of his books, and he's reading them. But he's also a public speaker. Yes. So it's different. You may have someone who really is incapable or it would take them four months to get through it with editing and this and that. So I, I understand if it's, you know, it's not always possible. It's preferable. Yeah. And uh, and also to have an author read his own story, which uh, I don't know, you're probably not familiar. Neil Gaiman is a uh, big fantasy slash science fiction, more fantasy slash horror. Um, and he is a great speaker and he reads his books and that's the best because 
he knows everything. It's not even like he's in a voice actor who maybe talked to the author and this that's his stuff. So that's much better. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah, I saw Britney Spears just did a a book and she had a, like a famous actress do it mm-hmm. instead. Imagine like if you're working for the people that are, you know, doing the recordings for books on tape. Mm-hmm. And you know that the actual person who wrote is coming in. You got to be like, oh, we're going to be here forever. As opposed to a professional reader. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So it's got to be long days. Yeah. I remember when Craig Carton wrote his book and he went in to do it, books on tape. Mm -hmm. Those were days when he showed up with no voice because he was hours it would take. Right. But again, Craig talks for a living on radio and TV. So, you know, he's got a leg up. And he was always good, like, even just recording commercials. He was oh, one he, take and out. One take. Absolutely. Some people, not one take. Now, on your car, do you have the ability to back up quickly or easily? Yeah. You don't even have to touch. See, mine. No, touch. Mine, I have to touch the screen. I see mine's right on my uh, whatever you Oh, steering it. wheel. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think mine is. I can jump tracks, but, but like, in the middle of, a, say, it'll, a chapter of a book. It'll go back too far. Yeah. See, mine, it goes back 30 seconds. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's key. It is. Another thing, when I there was a book I'm interested in, I guess, that came out not long ago. I think it's called The Dopamine Effect. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's nonfiction. So I was like, oh, let me see if that's part of my Spotify. And it is not. I'd have to pay extra for it. But in searching for it, it came up a, a book summary of that book. 32 minutes long, I think it is. So it's like watching the highlights. Yeah, it's like watching the highlights. And I'm in the process. Of, I um, I, I was pretty close to work when I popped it on this morning, so I didn't get that far. But I'm curious what, how that is compared to, like, will I get out of, almost like the Cliff Notes version from mm-hmm. when we were in school. Now, are you're an Amazon Prime person. Yeah. Now, does I don't know if that automatic, I don't think it actually gives you Audible, uh, no. which is owned by Amazon now. But um, I, I'm a Prime member, and I'm an Audible member. But there, and I don't know if this is only for Prime members. I don't think so. I think if you are just an Audible member, there are a lot of books, a lot of older books, that are free, hundred percent free. Some new things, a lot of older things, or a lot of shorter things that are free on Audible. So they're surviving by uh, new books on tape. Yes, and I think uh, I get I I get I accrue a credit, which is about twelve bucks a credit a month, um, and so and it's it's automatic, you know, yeah. so it's charged every month. And right now I have three credits because oh, some of those old Dickens books those were free, and some of these these newer Murderbot ones they're short. The first couple are short, like only three plus hours, and those were free, so. I haven't spent the credits. So, and and usually you'll see a book, it'll be, you know, $20 or $19 or one credit. So if you're an Audible member and you have the credits, it's cheaper. I see. And then I also have to look at the price. If something's only $7, I'm not going to use a credit on it. <laughs> right, it's better for you to pay for it. Correct. And that just comes off your Amazon, yeah. link to your Amazon card. Yeah, I feel like I should get into books on tape because I... I do listen to a lot of podcasts now. Do you when when I listen to podcasts now? I've I've gotten to the point where I could listen at one and a half speed 
Do you do that with books on tape at all, or you uh, listen to the straight? I, I, I no regular speed. Regular speed, yeah. I would not want to to listen to a book that way. Podcast, yes. Yeah, book, no. Especially some podcasters speak slower, or mm-hmm. guests speak slower. It yeah. actually speeds it up nicely. And I wish I could. There was a way to to listen to, you know, the this podcast at one and a half for editing purposes. But on that editor. I've looked a hundred times. Ah, oh, on the editor, I can't do it. I would, I would definitely do that at one. Another, right, but you know, on that old Adobe program yeah. audition, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd like to hear what I sound like sped up. Mm-hmm. I right now I'm at one and a half speed. I feel like it'd be difficult to move faster than that. Yeah, and what I could do, I could change the whole like, but I would have to change the whole pitch. And it would change. It would like you know. It would uh, like um, it would sort of copy and edit the file. Yeah, it'd be pain in the ass. And then if I wanted to clip something, I'd have to re. Oh, yeah, too it. much, too much work. No. All right, Eddie, let's do the warm up show. Yes, we have no idea whether Jerry will be here tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna guess no. Yeah, same here. I'm um, leaning no. Yeah, so I will probably be joining you tomorrow. All right, in tomorrow's podcast. Oh, and for the warm-up, yeah, we don't know. We don't know, yeah. It, it could be CeeLo. It could be a Schwartz situation. A Billy Jockalone now that he's Billy in the Jock mix. Alone, although he's going to be busy between five and six. Oh, okay. But, uh, I cannot do a solo uh, no, warm-up show. No, Ooh, you can't. That would be a rough one. He, yes, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. All right, until then. See you. So- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 